three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. here this i'm assuming it'll be monday morning monday afternoon so hope you guys had a great weekend i've got a quick review uh here tonight uh we're gonna have a review up on tuesday uh two reviews actually for one for the king of staten island and one for the five bloods so uh look forward to those but in the meantime i have a review here for bloodshot um, I keep wanting to call it Blood Sport, but that is a way better movie. This, of course, stars Vin Diesel as a Dom Tourette. Sorry, pardon me. He plays Ray Garrison. And <sighs> let's just get this out of the way. This is every other Vin Diesel movie uh, not uh, named Fast and Furious or having something to do with the Chronicles of Riddick. I mean, this is really what Vin Diesel does, you know, when he's not playing you know, the world's most adorable Chia Pet, he goes in and does, you know, these random-ass movies, whether it's, you know, The Last, uh, The Last Witch Hunter, or it's, uh, oh god, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of what else, um, Xander, Triple X, The Rise, The Return of Xander Cage, I mean, he, he just does these insane fucking movies that mean nothing, but at the end of the day, they're fun, and this is, right there in that same category uh vin diesel is a uh he's a former marine he goes ahead and gets uh um gets uh kidnapped by uh martin uh, martin axe played by to uh, played by toby kebble uh who you of course know is the best doctor doom ever um but he was great in dawn of planet of the apes to be fair but um here, here's the thing about this movie. It's a very intriguing concept, I think, of, you know, us using, um, you know, the way that we almost brainwash soldiers, you know, to go ahead and be laser-focused on just the goal. And if this movie had a better script, it could have been some actual interesting social commentary. Like, the, the it's right around the corner from it. It's, it's a decent punch-up away from kind of addressing that and making it, maybe a little profound, I, I, I realize I might be giving the movie way too much credit, but it's right there, and the movie can't even do that, so, uh, Ray wakes up after being, uh, seeing his wife killed in front of him, and seeing, and being shot point blank range in the head by Martin Axe, at Martin Axe, he wakes up, uh, and he's revived by Dr. Emile Harding, played by, uh, Guy Pierce. and Guy Pierce, I really like Guy Pierce. I know he's done some 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 real bullshit but i really uh i really like him i liked him a lot in mary king uh mary queen of scots i uh enjoyed him and i think results is actually a pretty damn good movie and not enough people saw it uh he's really good in that i liked him as a uh, aldrich killian in iron man 3 and that is so apropos because he's playing a um more over the top version of adrian uh of Adrian Killian, uh, Killian in uh, this movie, and it kind of works. He's not the most, he's not the most complex villain. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that they said that he got a, uh, he got cancer. I want to say, yeah, it was cancer at fifteen, and so he goes ahead and just has like 
um, part of a metal arm. And I, I, I really thought that could have been an interesting way to play him a little more sympathetic and kind of talk about his struggle and how he, why he found the program on that. They lightly touch on it and maybe like a throwaway line, but there's actually some potential there to make him feel like a deeper character. And they just, uh, they just couldn't seem to, um, I mean, they couldn't, can't, you know, be bothered, you know, to actually want to go ahead and do that, uh, which is kind of a bummer, honestly, because I think, I really do think this movie is a couple, uh, like, a rewrite or two away from being a really, maybe great piece of sci-fi, um, this really gave me, uh, Babylon AD vibes, uh, not, uh, oh, not Babylon AD, wait, is that, is that the movie Vin Diesel did? I think it's Babylon AD, that's, uh, wait, no, that's the, that's the 90s movie, that's not right, um, Oh, oh no, I was right, Babylon AD, go me, yes, uh, it's giving me those vibes, it's not a movie you're gonna go like, oh, that was, like, dog shit, but it's just very forgettable, I, I did like this more than Babylon AD, for the record, but it is kind of closer to that than it should be, um, you, I, I do get, uh, we do get, Lam, uh, Lamorne, uh, Lamorne Morris in there, he plays, uh, this guy named Wilford Wiggins, uh, the whole RST program, that uh, Ray ends up becoming a part of is uh, it's based off his coding, which I thought was a cool little uh, thing. I want to talk about uh, Isa Gonzalez. She plays Katie. She's this uh, uh, woman in the movie who used to. I want you to. I think she was. In, I think she was in the Navy. I think she was a Navy SEAL. Like she swam. Like, I think she swam for the Navy, and uh, she had this accident, and so she has this chest apparatus where she's able to breathe and. This is something my lovely girlfriend pointed out, and it, I remember just laughing because I was thinking the same thing. She has this apparatus in her chest, and it allows her to, that's how she's able to breathe. But her voice isn't different at all. She sounds completely normal. Vocal cords haven't been cut or anything, just like perfectly fine. And that was something I just went as much dumb shit as in this movie, and there is so much dumb shit in this. Even I went, come on, guys. Like, I, I know this is like super science because there's a point in this movie where you know, you expect them to start grabbing kitchen sinks and throwing them at each other because just everything's on the fucking table, but that was something that did irk me because it didn't register me until about seeing her for about 20 minutes, and I was like, wait a minute, wait, that, <laughs> like, that's not how this works, but to be honest, I think she's the best actor in this movie. Um, Vin Diesel is playing Vin Diesel, really not stretching himself too much, or, I mean, he's trying to be, you know, cool and he talks like this and it's all very slow and monotonous but we're family like it, you know it's it's that it's that same shit but she's great in this because you actually get kind of an arc with her yeah Ray's on the whole revenge warpath but her arc about redemption and being a part of this program and really not wanting to be but um this thing that uh Emil Harding kind of holds over I went you know okay, I, I, I kind of like where this is, and again, it, it's a fucking punch-up away from being like something that I'd really tell people to watch. Um, as far as the action, there is points, <laughs> I gotta be honest, there are points with the CG where it is just, it is bonkers, it is fucking, it's like a sim, it's like a sims game at points, I was like, what the fuck, like, things just pop up, um, you find out that there's a twist with uh, Ray's memory, which if you did not see that coming, then this is clearly your first movie. <laughs> but um, 
when they reveal the twist, and I, I won't see who the villain is, because I'll let you figure it out, but once the villain is, the true villain's revealed, and how the process is, it's, it's, it's silly, like, it is really silly, like, the, the, the uh, we, uh, whatever, you know, spoiler, if you don't want to hear spoiler, then I just turn off now, and I'll just say my grade now, you, you know what? You know, you know, never mind. No, if you, you you need that to spoil. So basically, the movie, um, Emil Harding, he's the bad guy, shocker, and he has been using this machine to project memories onto uh, Ray Garrison. And the way the CG is done, they set it up. It's very uh, far from homish. You know, it's very much setting the scene, and they're using these high tech computers to go ahead and uh, and and scan different things in the Ray's memory, and it's, it's just, it's a little absurd, like, the way they explain it, and the, the incredible amount of efficiency they're able to go ahead and do with this, this is, like, Star Trek technology in this movie, it's a little bit of an eye roll, but I, I, I don't know, like, some of the CG did work for me, the, the action is actually pretty good, there's a scene where, uh, Ray is hunting, uh, Martin Axe in this, uh, in this, uh, uh, like, not overpass, but in this, uh, like, tunnel, and I really dug that scene, it's, it's done kind of, uh, uh, almost like Jurassic Park, well, uh, that scene with the Velociraptors, the way he's picking off, uh, the, uh, the henchmen in it, I actually really enjoyed that, uh, you do get some different, um, some different spots of the world, they go, like, London, I want to say they go to, um, to, uh, like, Brazil, like, you, you do get a little bit of a globe, trotting film uh because this is essentially a hitman movie <laughs> i mean it's the closest thing we've gotten to actually you know i won't go off in the hitman movies never mind but it's it's actually kind of interesting um uh lamorne morris he I, I know i mentioned him earlier but he has this english accent and it's so it's a really dumb decision <laughs> like whoever said let him do an accent I liked him in this. I mean, I, I, I love him from Drunk History and New Girl. I'm a huge fan of his and a game night, of course. But it was just a very odd choice to have him have an accent. And it's really falling in and out, if I'm calling it what it is. I, I liked him. I liked his character. But it is it fades. Some some scenes it's there. Some scenes it's not fucking there at all. And you're just like, ah, oh, it's weird. Um, but he was fun in this. And I don't know how well this film did. Um, as far as on VOD, because, you know, the whole pandemic, this has been, uh, this one of those, uh, release at home films. You can't buy it now, um, actually. But, I gotta be honest, after watching this, I went, you know what? I'd watch the sequel. Like, yeah, it's dumb, but they at least set the floor, and I'm kind of curious for where it goes, again, because I just haven't, um, haven't read the comic. Um, the writers on this movie, let's go through them. Um, there's, uh, three of them. So, Jeff... Wadlow has a very not great uh, 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 screenwriting record. Um, he uh, was a screenwriter and director on that uh, MMA movie, Never Back Down, which I was not a fan of. He was a screenwriter and director on Kick-Ass 2, which is incredibly uh, inferior to the original. He was an executive producer on Nonstop, which I actually like Nonstop. Um, he was a director, uh, he was a director and a screenwriter on uh Blumhouse's True for Dare, which I was not a fan of, 
and he's a producer and director on Fancy Island, which I have not heard good things about, and then screenwriter for Bloodshot. Uh, another screenwriter is Eric uh, Hesserer. He went ahead and was a uh, screenwriter and producer on Arrival. Holy crap. Okay. And he also did uh, producer screenwriter on Lights, Lights Out. Really? Okay, that's... Oh, uh, but he did a Nightmare on Elm Street remake in 2010. Okay, eh, fair enough. Um, that uh, Okay, well, that, that explains a bit. And then Bob Layton, he... This is his first... Uh, this is uh, his debut. And, uh, yeah, I, I... There are parts where I did actually really like the script, but it, it is just kind of... It's very, you know, TNT for guys who like movies. It is in that vein. Um, the third act, the last, you know, of course, big fight is just, it's insane. It's so fucking absurd, but I, I, I had fun with this guys just to kind of wrap it up. Um, I mean, God, if I'd seen this at a, if I'd seen this on matinee, like early, early matinee, I think I'd be okay with it. I, this is something I'd probably have mimosas before I saw it, and I was definitely hitting my pin while watching this shit, but it's kind of fun, in, in a weird way, in like a, a B-movie way, it is kind of fun, again, um, uh, Isaac Gonzalez, I give her so, I, I give her so much credit, she's really become one of my favorite actresses, I mean, yes, she is fucking gorgeous, oh my god, uh, but I, I enjoyed her in, I enjoyed her in Lolita, I loved her in Baby Driver. I think she was amazing in that. And she's great in Hobbs and Shaw. So I, I, she's really become one of those people that I get excited to see. I, I, again, uh, <laughs> sex joke aside. Uh, I, I really like her. And I think she's actually the strongest part of this film. Or, or the, has the strongest arc. But um, yeah, I'm going to give this a... Uh, I'm going to give this a C plus. I think that's fair for this. Because it's right there on the cusp of early matinee, see it, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, but I know people like to sleep in on the weekend, so I don't know if I even tell you to see this at 10 a.m., so I'm going to say C+, because I think, I think that's fair, but um, yeah, guys, girls, have you seen uh, Bloodshot? Let us know what you thought in the comments. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. That's R-E-E-L, pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman. That's N-E-A-R-M-A-N, the first. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neal. That's O-N-E-A-L. And you can go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, uh, uh, SoundCloud, and... Uh, iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your support. We will have reviews up this week for uh, Just Mercy, which I'm really excited to review that. Uh, Boys Don't Cry. Um, finally getting around to that. Um, also, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to have reviews up for uh, The Five Bloods and The King of Staten Island. I'm really excited to get these reviews up. Um, ah, I'm so excited. So excited. But Anna Scott will be back on... Uh, on uh, this week so the next review here uh, scott will be back but guys thank you so much for your support again hope you're having a great start to your week and we'll talk to you guys soon you take care